The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and as always, I'm so delighted to have you join with us today. We're going to talk about Alzheimer's. It's an incredibly important topic these days, and, and there's good news about it. You know, we hear more and more about Alzheimer's uh, all the time. More people we know seem to be affected by it or afflicted with it. Estimates vary, but experts suggest that there's more than 5 million Americans who may have Alzheimer's. It's an irreversible, progressive brain disorder that slowly destroys memory and thinking skills, and eventually it destroys the ability to carry out even the simplest tasks. It's not just a a, a nice little form of dementia that older people get. It's It's a killer. In most people with Alzheimer's, symptoms start appearing in their mid-60s, sometimes younger, but generally mid-60s, and progresses from there until the patient's lost all ability to communicate or care for themselves. It's currently ranked as the sixth leading cause of death in the United States, but recent findings indicate that the disorder may rank third just behind heart disease and cancer as a cause of death for older people. It is devastating for both the person with Alzheimer's and certainly for the family. When Judy and Shari Zucker were told that their mother had a form of Alzheimer's, they set out to find a way to slow it down. We're going to talk about what they learned and what they did to help slow down its progression and make it available to you, make the, what they found available to you, not the disease. <laughs> Sh- Judy and Shari Zucker are known as the double energy twins, and you'll understand why when you hear about all they've done together. Both Judy and Shari graduated from the University of California at Santa Barbara with degrees in ergonomics and went on to serve as media specialists for General Mills, promoting and demonstrating Nature Valley granola products. In spring of 2009, they signed an endorsement deal with Derma E Natural Skin Care Products. They currently do cooking demonstrations for eHow and lecture at the University of California for their health and wellness program. They have appeared on local and national television shows, including Our Magazine, Regis Philbin, Philbin, I can't talk today, AM Los Angeles, Today, Home and Family, and The Better Show. They are the authors of the recently published The Memory Diet, and I'm delighted to welcome Judy and Shari Zucker to the Self-Improvement Show. Welcome, Judy and Shari. Hey, thank you very much. And by the way, what I didn't say is that they are twins. Go to the Self-Improvement blog and see their picture. You'll love it. The first question is always, tell us about yourself. And Judy, we'll start with you. Tell us about yourself. 
Okay. Who are you? Well, I'm Judy, and I have an identical twin sister, Shari. And Shari Hi. and I have been writing natural foods, cookbooks, and health books for over 30 years. Our first book came out when we were 16 called How to Survive Snack Attacks Naturally. And that sold over 80,000 copies, and we don't even have that many relatives. So then <laughs> now seven books later, we've written... The Memory Diet, more than 150 healthy recipes for the proper care and feeding of your brain. And this is a very um, heartfelt book for us. Like you mentioned, our mother has dementia. And so we took a personal interest in trying to help our mother and help others and give them hope because dementia doesn't have to happen. We don't have to suffer from memory loss. No, we don't. Yes, that's the truth. Um, this is Shari, and I wanted to make a comment that Alzheimer's is a disease that attacks the brain, and it's the most common form of dementia. And dementia is a general term that's used for the decline in mental ability that interferes with daily life. But, like as Judy said, this is not a normal part of aging. This does not have to happen. And there are things and lifestyle choices, foods you can eat that can prevent this from happening. Right. Now please hear that. There are foods that you can eat to help prevent this from happening. That is so key um, that we understand that what we eat has a long-term effect on us uh, over the long haul, you know, it's um, critically important. It always yes, amazes Irene. me that people think one little pill going in your body is going to make you well, and they well, don't think about what you eat all day long. It exactly. Well, see, the memory diet, it, it centers around a diet that's called the MIND diet, M-I-N-D, which stands for Mediterranean Intervention Neurodegenerative Delay. This was a study, a scientific study done at Rush University in 2009, and it showed that diet reduced people's chances of getting Alzheimer's by 53%. This uh, kind of centers around a Mediterranean diet, and Shari and I incorporated these foods, and so that's why we have 150 recipes in the memory diet that have brain-boosting foods. And in our book, we talk about these seven brain-boosting food groups, and I would love to share them with you. Well, let's, let's wait until we get back in the book because I want to ask you about your other books, too. Uh, okay, you've sure. written six, you know, six best-selling health books. Tell us a little bit about them and where people can find them, how they can find you. Give, give me all of that. I don't care okay. which one of you does it or if you both do. Okay, sorry. This is Shari, and um, we wrote our first book, as Judy said, when we were 16 years old called How to Survive Snack Attack Naturally. All of our books can be purchased on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. The best way is to go to our website, which is doubleenergytwins.com. It's one word, doubleenergytwins.com. When they go there, they will learn all about our books and all about us and how to be able to purchase the books. Um, We started writing books, as we said, when we were 16. Then our second book that came out was called How to Eat Without Meat Naturally. And then we wrote a book on how to double your energy naturally. And then the double energy diet. Then we wrote the ultimate allergy-free snack cookbook. Then the ultimate allergy-free cookbook. 
and then we wrote the memory diet, which is what we have now. We always say that our inspiration for our original book and this book has been our mother because the original book we started cooking at 16 because our mother was our inspiration. Her cooking was so bad it was survival. <laughs> yes, telling us. If she's and, listening, I hope, I hope she doesn't mind that you say that. Mind. You probably tell her that all the time, though. She, she actually chimes in. She, she agrees 100%. She was so happy when we started cooking for the family, I can't tell you. How did you, you know, I I know you started, you wrote a book about snacks, uh, natural snacks. How did you then know that you were on something really good? How did you, how did you get so interested in it that you just kept writing and kept doing this? Because it's got to be a tremendous amount of work. Well, this is Judy, and thank you for saying that. It's a labor of love, though. We do... Our, we feel our purpose is to inspire others to live a healthful lifestyle. But when we were in high school, Shari and I ran cross-country and track. At Beverly Hills High, we broke the mile and the two-mile record. And we found that certain foods gave us more energy than others. And that's how we started incorporating foods in our diet and researching it and thinking about what we were eating, what we were putting in our body to, to run better, to do, to do excel in our sports. But at the same time, we also felt better when we ate healthier. And our father... Erwin Zucker is a public relations man in Hollywood. So his clients are mostly authors. And he would take us with him when we were children to health conventions. And we'd hear people speak about health and nutrition. And it resonated with us. So being from a literary family and going to these health conventions and and exercising at a young age, we got influenced by all these different things to start writing books. And so then after um, we had the success of How to Survive Snack Attacks Naturally, like you said, we knew we were on to something. So we decided that we would continue to write. Of course, we had to get our education in nutrition and physical education, which is ergonomics, like you said, at UCSB, the University of California, Santa Barbara. And then we pursued writing our books um, about uh, most all our books are also vegetarian, uh, vegan, and the last few books have been gluten and sugar, they've all been sugar-free, but have been gluten and dairy-free, even this book, The Memory Diet, because we found that there was a correlation between gluten and dairy and the effects of it on the brain, too, which we'll discuss later. A couple of questions before we go on. Yes. You started this because of your mother. How did it help her, and how is she now? That's, that's a really good question. Um, when all, we went in seven years ago with our mother when she was diagnosed with the beginning stages of dementia. She was, like, forgetting things and was kind of worried and wasn't sure if this was just kind of normal forgetfulness. And then the uh, tests and all the results they had done, brain scans and PET scans, showed us, indeed, that she had dementia. This was kind of scary. But one, like she said, one of the things the doctor said to us was that, that this wasn't genetic, but that this was environmentally caused. So we kept thinking, like, what did she do? What did she do? So then as uh, we, we kind of reevaluated her life and looked at certain things that she did, and then we then decided, well, we're going to help her. We're going to educate ourselves because we're all about educating people on the benefits of a healthy lifestyle, so we're going to figure this thing out. I mean, I'm not sure we've got the cure, but we certainly know we can help, and, and that's what we want to do. So now, though, seven years later, we believe that her symptoms have been slowed down, uh, certainly better than any medication, 
um, when she was on the medication, she had horrible side effects, and they weren't doing anything to help her. So, uh, fact number one, for example, she exercises every day. Exercising by at least 30 minutes of aerobic exercise, whether it's walking or running or swimming or whatever it is that you do, can decrease your chances of getting Alzheimer's by over 50%. Another thing, too, we looked at is our mom, she loved to drink red wine. Now, a lot of people said red wine can be good for you, but what you're really getting from red wine that is so good for you is a a nutrient called Restorval, and that comes from the grapes. And a study shows that you'd have to have 22 glasses of red wine to be able to get those benefits. A day. A day. A day. (laughs) Well, you wouldn't get much else done, would you? (laughs) And so you're better off with eating grapes or grape juice. And what has happened now is that um, there is something called alcohol-induced dementia and alcohol-induced Alzheimer's because when people drink too much, this increases their chances of getting dementia and Alzheimer's. Another now, thing this too, is our... Judy. I just want to make a one comment here because Shari was talking about a real important point about our mother and has this helped her or not? It has helped her tremendously. When we oh, saw yeah. the doctor and he suggested that we give her a common drug for Alzheimer's called Aricept, and like Shari said, our mother had horrible side effects from it. She had sleep problems. She wasn't feeling good. We took her back to the doctor, and you know what the doctor said? He put her on sleeping pills. So now he was asking, giving a pill for a pill, which was crazy because it wasn't helping her. So by doing our research, we have to agree with nutrition, we were able to help our mom with this. And now, like Shari said, she exercised every day. We took her off sugar. We, we've, the doctor said that within two years she'd have side effects. I mean, um, uh, not side effects, but results of Alzheimer's, full-on blown Alzheimer's. And she has really done tremendously well in seven years. She can have conversations with us. She, you know, is doing okay. Not reverse the dementia, but definitely a lot better than she would have if we didn't help her. On and that note, the doctor had prescribed those Aricept and then the sleeping pills. The irony is through our research, we found that sleeping pills are one of the precursors that can also increase your chances of getting dementia and Alzheimer's. Oh. Yeah, I mean, there's many factors other than the food and the exercise. A lot of people don't realize that there are so many pharmaceutical drugs and over-the-counter drugs, like, for example, Benadryl, antihistamines. Um, these can increase your chances of getting dementia and Alzheimer's, too. And they're called anticholergenic drugs. And the um, antihistamines, the antidepressants, uh, they, they literally block a neurochemical called acyclorane in both the brain and body. And so people suffering from dementia show a shortage of it. And it can really, there's so many factors. It's not just one factor that causes this. Let's go back to some of the environmental things. Yeah, I, I'm so concerned about what's happening in the environment yeah. in terms of, of pollution, in terms oh, of yeah. what's in our food, all of those kind of things. Do you, th- you know, what do you see in terms of the effect of pollution and the additives and preservatives in foods? Um, do, do you think they lend... Uh, themselves to Alzheimer's or any kind of dementia? We talk about this in our book, definitely. Uh, For example, 
genetically modified foods or foods with pesticides in them. We, we discuss this in the book. They're not healthy for the brain. I mean, if it's killing bugs and weeds, it can't be that great for the, neuro, the, the cognitive system. Our, our neurotransmitters are broken down. This is horrible for our bodies. Try to get organic, local, uh, seasonal foods. Well, that's why we write these cookbooks so people can have a cleaner diet. Another they thing can too, make their own oh, foods and stay away from processed foods. Did you want to say something, Shari? Yeah, I did. I wanted to say, as you were talking about GMOs, that they have genetically modified foods have a damaging effect on digestive bacteria. Um, there's a chemical called glyphosate that's used in Roundup, and those chemicals, if you don't have a good, killer. if you don't have good gut health. You can't have good brain health. That's why we really advocate a very good probiotic to be taken every day, putting that good bacteria into your body. Because when we talk about the, the memory diet, we're talking, we might as well have called this the body diet because everything is interconnected here. When you're doing something good for your gut, good for your heart, it's usually good for your brain. Too. Absolutely. And, and the thing is, like, when you talk about the, the foods, yes, we don't want to get too overwhelmed with the pollution, but that's another thing, too. Often people that um, have had brain problems have been told to eat lots of fish, specifically salmon, to get the omega-3s and the DHA that are so good for brain health. But fish is so contaminated now. There is so much mercury and poisons and toxins in the fish. They're better off getting it from sources like flax seeds and chia seeds and walnuts, and not all fats are the same. We are now... Yeah, not all fats study- are created equal. Right. And, and, and for so many years, we were told to go on these low-fat diet, low-fat diets, and yet our obesity rate is higher than ever. And there are certain fats like nuts and seeds that are such good fats for the brain. And even, for example, uh, coconut oil and olive oil. Uh, coconut oil has something that's called medium-chain triglycerides, MCTs, which break down into ketones, which are an ideal food for the brain. And so this is, and they found that people that had Alzheimer's had very low ketone levels. That's why you're seeing an increase of people uh, having coconut oil and including the extra virgin olive oil and in their diets, avocados, macadamia nuts. These monosaturated fats protect nerve cells of the brain. Hello? They certainly do. And that's why we continue to promote eating foods that are clean foods, that are free of pesticides, that are organic, that are local, go to your farmer's market. And also we talk about spices for the brain, supplements for the brain, anti-inflammatory spices like turmeric, ginger, cinnamon, green tea, garlic. I mean, it goes on and on. There's so many great foods that you can have. But when we did our research... We did base this around the mind diet that we said that came from Rush University in Chicago. And it said the foods to avoid, and these are the main foods to avoid that are not good for the brain, was red meat, butter, cheese, pastries, and fried foods. Well, that just describes one of my meals, (laughs) probably the, the, the regular American diet. What's in red meat that's so harmful? Is it the the hormones they put in it, or is it oh, just well, red meat even if it's clean? Tell her all the things about red meat, Shari. Okay, first of all, saturated fat. The memories that not all fats are created equal. The saturated fat in red meat is 
so bad for the brain. They found that UCLA did a study that shows specifically that people that had Alzheimer's had metal accumulations in their brains, specifically iron that was from red meat. Iron from, like, spinach is not the same as iron from red meat that accumulated in the brain. Another thing, too, is that, remember we talked about gut health? Red meat is so difficult to digest. And and one of the first things we find, because we deal with a lot of cancer patients, and people, they will talk to us about their diet because it can make a difference. And when they're... Often, when they're putting integrative medicine into the equation, when they're trying to heal from cancer, one of the first things they're told is, get off the red meat, get off the dairy, get off the sugar. And you see, we need to go back to basics. Food can heal, food can harm. And it's so important to understand that meat sources, animal sources, are really not that great of a source of protein, which they commonly say is necessary. It's, we're not even going to how bad it is for the environment because it uses so much more energy and creates so much more pollution to uh, get, uh, to have cows for meat, <laughs> yeah. you know, than it, it is for vegetables. Now, well, I want to say something here, too. This is Judy. Okay, so there's birthdays and there's Thanksgiving and holidays, and sometimes we go off our diets or we go out and stuff like that. But it's what one consistently does. That's what we're talking about. And when somebody has a birthday or special occasion, they may have sugar and something, that's, or sugar and dressing occasionally, that's fine. But we're talking about every single day, tons of sugar or tons of meat. Every day they center their meals around meat. And the problem with meat, like you said, the additives, the hormones, the antibiotics that are used in it are not healthy for the body or the brain. But if somebody really wants to have animal products occasionally, like chicken or poultry, whatever, we suggest that they get organic, grass-fed animal products. If you can find it where you live. Yeah. Right. You know, one of the things that concerns me, I, I try to buy good bread. Yeah. And suddenly, the bread I buy never gets moldy. And so now I'm doing this little science experiment. I've had some bread. I don't put it in the refrigerator. I have it in a, in a drawer. And it, I've had it for three weeks. <laughs> There's no mold on it. So it should have mold on it. I mean, bread gets moldy. What happens in our body when we're eating something in a food like the bread that's, I mean, the preservatives in there are so powerful that it, I, I think, I don't know whether to ever get moldy. It isn't even getting hard. It's still soft. Well, well, I don't so know. What does that do to me? Ingredients. I haven't read it on it. I mean, on the label, does it have preservatives or additives in it? Is it oh, it yeah. I can't find any in the grocery store that doesn't. Oh, well, then you need to go to possibly Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. <laughs> I don't Joe's. have one here, but. Um, do you have a Trader Joe's? In? It must have a Trader Joe's in it. Well, I, I do if I want to drive like 15 miles. Well, maybe it's worth it once a week. Maybe it's worth it once a week. Yeah. Right. Or go to your local um, grocery store and tell them, could you please order this bread for me? And worst case scenario, you could see online and you may be able to order it. Because then you can freeze the loaf, too, and then take it out when you need it. 
true. Yeah, we, really we freeze our bread because, we. It, first of all, when you keep it in the refrigerator, it dries it out. And then second of all, all you have to do is just warm it up slightly, and it's perfect. Because we found that if you keep it out, it will go moldy. And, you know, it's kind of like I'm always thrilled when I'm cleaning my greens and I find a bug. It's like, okay, good. You know, because I'm cleaning the bug off, but at least I know that I don't have greens that have a bunch of pesticides on them. Yeah, because the bug couldn't make it. Good right. point. Hadn't thought about that one. That's that's interesting. Fortunately, it doesn't bug her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what so, nutrients are especially helpful in the treatment of Alzheimer's, and, and what foods do you recommend that are the richest in the nutrients okay, well, people uh, this need? This is Judy, and I and I will talk about the nutrients. But I thought it'd be fun to just go over what we found and we determined through our research the seven brain boosting food groups. Go for Number it. One yes. It's cruciferous vegetables and cabbage. Okay, that's your broccoli, your cauliflower, your Brussels sprouts, bok choy, kale. Now I don't really like kale a lot, but I love cauliflower and cabbage, so I'll eat those. I mean eat what you enjoy and what you like. And these contain nutrients that protect us against free radicals. Again, keeps the blood flowing. It helps remove the heavy metals that Shari was talking about. That's an iron that's in meat. And it can, these heavy metals can damage the, the, the brain neurotransmitters. So we, the cruciferous vegetables and cabbage are excellent brain-boosting food group, number one. Number two, leafy greens. Spinach, collard, mustard, turnip, and romaine and red leaf lettuce. Now, I love red leaf lettuce and romaine lettuce, so that's what I would mostly pick from this group, and they're high in folic acid. Now, folic acid is a B vitamin. It's great for the brain. All the B vitamins are excellent for the brain, and when we get to supplements, we'll talk about that too, but it helps improve cognitive decline and slows down the effects of aging on the brain, so leafy greens are great. Three, Seeds and nuts. We were talking about seeds and nuts earlier. We're nuts for nuts. We love walnuts and almonds and cashews and pistachios, flax seeds, sesame seeds, chia seeds. People don't even realize that chia seeds have more antioxidants than blueberries, and blueberries are excellent for the brain. They're also, sunflower seeds are high in omega-3 fatty acids, also known as DHA and EPA. And these omega-3 fatty acids that people are taught, that are really raving about when they eat their fish, they can get it all in the seeds and the nuts, and there's no mercury in it. Okay, number four, you have fruit, fruits, grapes, and berries. Okay, these are so high in antioxidants, and also the color that we see on grapes and berries is called anthocyanin, which is a flavonoid, which is, again, an antioxidant that helps protect the brain from further damage from free radicals. Then we've got five, beans, legumes, and whole grains. Okay, these are complex carbohydrates, the B vitamins that help slow down when they're digested. It's a slow process, and it, it gives a steady supply of glucose to the brain because whenever we eat carbohydrates, sugars, whether it be maple syrup or honey or whatever, it, in our body, it's turned into glucose. Glucose is good for the brain, but if you get too much, or then you can get insulin problems, which is a hormone which affects our brain. So you don't want to have too much sugar or simple carbohydrates. This can lead to diabetes, and there is also a connection to diabetes and brain health and Alzheimer's, too. There's been this correlation where they're even saying now that Alzheimer's may be considered type 3 diabetes. 
So, again, five is the beans, legumes, the whole grains. And the whole grain area, we're talking oats, brown rice, because Shari and I found that too much gluten is not that great for the brain. In fact, there's a, a author named Dr. Perlmutter who did a book, wrote a book called Grain Brain, and he talks about the effects of gluten on the brain and making it hard to remember things and getting brain fog. So now we're going to go to number six, olive, coconut, macadamia nut, and avocado oil. Okay, these are great fats for the brain, great fats for the body. Like we said, not all fats are created equal. And Shari talked about the coconut oil. There's a lot of people now, coconut oil seems to be like a hot food item for people with Alzheimer's because they have that medium-chain triglycerides or the MCTs that break down into the ketones, which is the ideal brain food. So we've got the extra virgin olive oil, which comes often touted big time in the Mediterranean diets, which is great for the body, extra virgin uh, olive oil, like I said. And um, also macadamia oil. I mean, that's good for the brain, and it's, it's good to cook with. They, you, want, you don't want to cook too high at temperatures. We, we haven't even discussed yeah, We're going to talk about cook. cooking in a minute. Yes, good, good job there, Irene. And then seven, the brain spices. Okay, turmeric is unbelievable for the body because it's an anti. It has filled with antioxidants and it's anti-inflammatory, and it, and turmeric contains curcumin in it, which inhibits the neurotoxins that have been linked to neurodegenerative disorders. And the reason why we love turmeric so much is because you find it, you can use it in spices and foods, and the thing about turmeric, it's, all, it's, a, it's an ingredient, an herb that's found in many foods in India. And guess where they have the lowest incidence of Alzheimer's? India. India. Yeah. Right. And so now... Black pepper, too. People don't realize this, that black pepper is the most common form of uh, herb, I mean, um, spice that people use, and it has what they call piperine in it. And the piperine that's in black pepper inhibits the breakdown of neurotransmitters. And we also just found out that if you come, do a combination of pepper and ginger together, you increase that piperine, so it's great oh. for the brain. Because Turmeric is actually from the ginger family, and ginger enhances your attention and cognitive capabilities. And just smelling cinnamon can increase your alertness and concentration. That's also with peppermint, too. But cinnamon is excellent. It's also naturally sweet and has antioxidants in it. And then we've got green tea. Green tea is loaded with antioxidants. A lot of people are into what they call matcha tea, which is a, a, it's another form of green tea, but it's just a little bit higher levels of antioxidants by the way it's dried out. And so these are all great. And garlic. Shari and I love garlic. It helps increase the flow of blood throughout the body, and it's even shown to prevent brain tumors. So we're totally into garlic, and it's great hey, for the brain. On that note, we need to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guests, Judy and Shari Zucker, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? 
Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Our guests today are Judy and Shari Zucker, known as the Double Energy Twins, who have written a book called The Memory Diet. And I really, really urge you to get a copy of this book, The Memory Diet. We're so concerned these days about brain health and about Alzheimer's, and they have so many ideas and suggestions on how you can keep your brain healthy and uh, hopefully totally prevent any onset of dementia or Alzheimer's. Uh, Before the break, we were talking about the seven groups of foods, and I want to go on with what kind of supplements people need. Um, So let's just continue on that idea along with the food. What do people need to supplement uh, for brain health? This is is Judy, and I just wanted to just let the audience know how important it is to have certain supplements because we cannot always get them from our foods, but we try to. And if we were going to recommend that are brain-healthy supplements. But first was a B vitamin, which you could possibly get in a multivitamin. But, see, the B vitamins um, are very helpful in reducing cognitive uh, brain problems. I mean, for example, the vitamins B6, and we talked about that with brain health. And often when women are pregnant, they're often told to take prenatal vitamins, and the number one vitamin in that is like B6, which is, helps for the formation of the baby's brain. So B vitamins are important. Vitamin D is also very important because vitamin D is imperative for proper functioning of your immune system, which helps combat inflammation. So, And inflammation is one of the causes for Alzheimer's. And a magnesium. Magnesium also fights uh, inflammation. 
We talked about the omega-3s, which you could get in seeds and nuts, and that's real important. You don't have to necessarily get it from fish. DHA is a vegetarian source of omega-3, which we get. The DHA comes from the plant life in the seawater, and that's what the fish eat. So the DHA is really great for the brain and vitamin E. Um, there are some people say ginkgo biloba is good, but we think it, it's fine. But we'll stick with the turmeric, the curcumin that we talked about, and acetyl L-carnitine, which is derived from amino acids. Um, really feel strong about probiotics for the brain. Shari mentioned that if it's good for your gut, it's good for the brain. So what we how, how, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. How do you know you're getting a good probiotic? Um, you, can, you can go to the health food store, you can go to the grocery store. Can you get good ones at the grocery store? How do you know what to buy? There are so many to choose from. Well, that's, that's, that's such a good question. Because, see, if you get a supplement that is really, I don't want to use the word cheap, but inexpensive and has a bunch of binders and fillers in it, then it's probably not going to be that great. You, you really do in life, most of the time, get what you pay for. We recommend getting as natural of a supplement as you can. It used to be that a really good probiotic you had to buy in the refrigerated section of health food stores. But now, for example, you could go over to Costco, and they've got great probiotics from some natural brands. I Is mean, there something good. that you look at on the label that tells you whether or not they have the binders and the other things in it oh, that yes. you don't you want. Read the label. And the well, you that how many billions of ingredients that are in vitamins and supplements that we don't need, like propylene glycol. That's, that's down in antifreeze. I mean, definitely read the label before it goes on the table or before it goes into your body for that but matter. Many people have no idea what those things on the label mean. So are, right. are there well, uh, like propylene, glycopropylene, whichever way that goes? I would, I don't buy things with that in it. What other kind of things do they put in supplements that you know? If that appears on the label, don't get it. Are there some? Well, for example, some of the supplements have gluten in them. A lot of people have a gluten intolerance and can get very sick from it. It's a binder. The word gluten is like comes from the word glue because wheat naturally is kind of a binding ingredient, and it's not necessary. So we would recommend a probiotic that doesn't have gluten, doesn't have sugar. You can get a very good ones that don't have dairy in them and that have a and really hydrogenated high... hydrogenated oils. It's amazing that there are hydrogenated oils and petroleum in supplements. Uh, it's sort of like buyer beware. There's Try to get name brands that are the healthiest ones. We suggest that you go at, to a Whole Foods market in their supplement department or research this before you buy the ones that are like just in a drugstore that are on the the right. uh, shelves that are really inexpensive. Again, you really do pay for quality, and it's worth it because paying that extra dollar saves you a lot in medical bills in the long run by eating healthy and taking good supplements. And is the probiotic the end of the supplements? I, I would say that that's one of the really critical ones. That's the, one of the, the probiotics. Really, really critical ones. I mean, we, we go into um, a a larger detail in the book of the different supplements um, that some of them haven't been um, researched as much but still have promise. 
so we talk oh, about them. Right. And and CoQ- right. CoQ10. Uh, this is Judy. I was going to say, before that, when we were talking about this, is that in the memory diet, we also talk about staying mentally and socially active and, and, and dealing with stress and sleep and all the important things that are good for the brain. But one of the things that we do want to say, which surprises us so much before we go to the next topic, is that a lot of people don't realize that smoking is still apparent in our society and that it increases your odds of getting dementia up to 80%. And that's just so high. 80%? In this day and age, that still 17% of our population smoke. I mean, it was different years and years ago. I'm talking the 1930s, 40s, 50s, even up to 1964 when the Surgeon General finally said that Smoking does cause cancer at that point. And there was a reduction because at the time, 45% of the population has been smoking up to 1964. But then now it's gone down to 17%. But even 17% is millions and millions of people. It is almost common sense to say that if you reduce the amount of oxygen to your brain, to your body, you are going to have problems, you know, not just in the lungs, but up to the brain. I totally agree. I, I've never understood smoking, and I don't. I pro, I never will. Uh, right. But it's startling to realize the right. impact it has on on dementia and brain health. This is Judy, and I just wanted to say that one of the things that Shari and I have done through our research and everything is that we've always believed that the body wants to heal, that it wants to stay healthy. So it's amazing that when people do quit smoking, whatever age they are, or they start making little changes in their diet and lifestyle choices, that they actually not only feel better, but they all of a sudden their cholesterol level goes down, they, they don't have uh, heart problems that they used to. Even some people, they drastic changes in their diet, are not even have diabetes anymore. So, and this is at older ages. I mean, ages over 50, 60, 70 even. So making these changes lets people know that it's never too late to rejuvenate. And, and and the body is very forgiving. If you've ever been in surgery and you've seen the lungs of a smoker, they're they're black. Yeah. And when people stop smoking, they will return to a healthy pink after a, a period of time. I think it's like one or two years at this point. But anyway, that we're not talking about smoking today. Before we start talking about cooking, let's go to break. <coughs> Uh, and we come back, we're going to talk about how to cook the food properly. This is Irene Connell, and <clears throat> my guest, Judy and Shari Zucker. Saying stay tuned, we'll be right back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. It's time to access your magic. 
Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenise and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guests today are Judy and Shari Zucker who are the authors of The Memory Diet, a very important book. Please, please get it for your own sake, The Memory Diet. We said we would talk a little bit about cooking. Uh, One of the things that you talk about in your book is not to cook at too high a heat. Now, why is that important and what what is a low heat? What's the the heat you should cook at? Okay, um, what we t- what we're trying to avoid when we cook things at a really high heat is what's called AGEs, advanced glycation end products, and these these are in all foods. But when you brown foods, like frying them and grilling them and broiling them, even in a microwave, and you have a temperature over two hundred and fifty degrees, they often create problems for your digestion and for your body. For example, the reason why AGEs became so uh, well-known is because diabetics needed to decrease their AGEs. Often, Alzheimer's and dementia is called the number three diabetes. You know, there's type 2 diabetes, type 1 diabetes. This is like type 3 diabetes. So often people that have diabetes often can get and have a higher chance of getting dementia and Alzheimer's. So you're trying to keep things at a lower heat. That's why in the MIND diet study from Rush University that we based the memory diet on, it talks specifically about avoiding fried foods. So So how do you cook food so you don't create the um, AGEs? Well, you can steam them, and you can still (laughs) bake. But just keep the temperature at 250 or less. It's See, basically we, you want to do, this is Judy, you want to limit your grilling, your broiling, right. your frying, and microwaving food. You know, you want to substitute plant sources for protein instead of meat sources. This is reduces the AGEs because every food has advanced glycation end products in it. But they're so low and minimal in plant sources that it's basically it doesn't affect the body. The, what it really is that we're talking about affecting is when people cook food 
foods and fry them and grill them, and it increases the AGE levels in especially meat. So that's where we Well, and also AGEs, for example, because AGEs reinforce the, you know, previous observations that high temperatures and low moisture, which is indicative of processed foods, that's why um, our diets these days that have so many processed foods, you talk about a shelf life when you were talking about bread, that's... You know, this is processed foods. They're going to outlive us on the shelf life, you know, and that has a lot of AGEs in them. And so right. what, the pro- what we're talking on the processed foods, it's really important that Shari just said. It's so, so important. And, again, we're talking about reducing, you know, if you if you take out the red meat and take out those foods that are toxic for the brain, you won't have these problems and you won't have disturbances in the neurotransmitters to the brain, and you'll have a healthier brain, and you don't have to have memory loss. Yes. I mean... I think that's so important. You don't have to have memory loss. Right. There is, there is a difference between forgetting your keys and then forgetting how to drive. Okay. Yeah. What there, there's things sometimes that we all have a forgetfulness. But what we wanted to do is not make a diet of deprivation, but one of wonderful thriving for people that they're inspired to eat. When we look at some of, like for example, our recipes, polenta avocado casserole, or uh, garbanzo beans and corn salad, or ginger sesame carrot salad, or kale cashew salad with lemon tahini dressing. I mean, these are all penne pasta with pine nuts, you know, and Persian rice. We don't use sugar in our recipes. Well, we use uh, fruit sweeteners, just like the regular fruit, not fructose, but we use fruit. We use organic honey. But if you're vegan completely because they don't like to have honey because it comes from a bee, then they can use pure maple syrup, coconut sugar. We have some delicious uh, desserts in the book. Like Like even our blueberry bliss cheesecake. This is made with soaked cashews. There is no dairy in it, and you don't even have to cook it. And we are cheesecake lovers. The banana walnut muffins. Um, and these are kid-friendly recipes. My son loves the banana walnut muffins. He just loves them. He can't get enough of the double-energy date squares and the grain-free nutty granola. Okay, that brings me to another question. What's a zuki cookie? <laughs> oh, Zuki cookie. I read about it. I think it's on your cover of, the, of your book. I'm I'm not sure, but well, we have we have four different versions of a Zuki cookie, which is the oatmeal raisin cookie in the book. Then also the pumpkin uh, spice cookie that is absolutely delicious. And then we have a, a, a coconut cookie that is a coconut macadamia nut cookie. So we have different versions of the Zuki cookie. And they're all delicious and easy to make, and you can store them in the freezer up to six months, so when you get that snack attack, you can just warm them up on a low heat. Again, don't go over 250 degrees, and that way it's just a slow, steady heat. and doesn't break down the nutrients as much. And it doesn't dry them out? No, no. Drying out is when you put the breads and stuff in a refrigerator. When you put things in a freezer and then you take it out, it's not dried out. And when you cook things, we like a soft, chewy cookie, too. So, but, you know, sometimes a crisp cookie tastes good, too. Yeah. <laughs> so we can, we can steam or boil food. Are there other ways that we can cook at a lower temperature to 
you know, to prepare the food without... Well, if you're going to cook, you know, steaming and um, boil, you know, those are boiling. You know, you don't want to have it. The key is you don't want them to brown. That's the whole thing, is that the browning of the foods creates the higher AGEs. You know, uh, this is what you're, you're... you're seeing in it. Um, for example, there was a study done at Mount Sinai Hospital, and they said that a diet high in AGEs found in concentration in well-done meat is a risk factor for developing age-related dementia. And th- there's so many studies that back this up. Um, they, they, they showed that mice, because well, they use mice a lot, were on a diet that was high in glycosins, which is the AGEs, and they found a significantly higher of developing dementia also, the brain plaque that, that's found on it. I mean, this is research that's from 93 individuals of over 60 years of age for a nine-month period, and they looked at this information and they came up with, we have so many fact scientific-based research. This was probably out of the seven books we've written, the most backed scientifically-based book because we really, I mean, dementia has stalled our mother. As much as we love her and as much as we want to tell you that this diet has helped her because it genuinely has, this is a very cruel cruel disease that has no cure, and we need to give people hope. We need to not just say to everybody, okay, what, we want a cure, we want a pill for it. We need to start looking at the causes. We need to start looking at what are we doing that's causing this epidemic. And what can we do to prevent it? And what can we do to slow it down once you've gotten it? See, I think that you hit on something that's absolutely key. We're not hearing that there's anything that you can do except take a pill. We're not getting the information. Um, there are a lot of people out there talking about the importance of, of good diet, nutritious food. But nobody's really saying, look, here's what's going on and here's what you need to do. Right. Um, I really commend you two for the work that you've done. And I hate to say it, but we're right up at the end of the show. Oh. So I, I need to ask you, you know, what's the thought you want to leave with, your, with our audience today? What's the main thought? Well, when we wrote the memory diet, more than 150 healthy recipes for the proper care and feeding of your brain, we thought about this book and we knew that it would help our mother and it would help others. And the main thing is we wanted to give people hope that we wanted them to know that memory loss doesn't have to happen, that they can start at a young age right now, preventive medicine. And also, I want to include something here. Often, sometimes a person will be told they have that genetic gene that will give them Alzheimer's. 30% is genetics in life. 70% is lifestyle choices that you make. You can be in charge of your destiny. And actually, right. now they know that you can influence your genes just by your thinking. So, yeah. yeah. Thinking and lifestyle choices. Thinking and lifestyle choices are absolutely critical. So the good news is you can do something to help prevent Alzheimer's in yourself or in your family, your friends. Get 
The Memory Diet by Judy and Shari Zucker. And they can also go to our website and get brain-boosting recipes, a recipe of the month. They can go to doubleenergytwins.com. And, they and if you forget that, go to the Self-Improvement blog. It's all there. All their social media links are on the blog. You can contact them through those links or through their website. But by all means, please, this is such an important book. Judy and Shari, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so thank much, you. Irene. You're delightful. Thank you, oh, you You have done a tremendous work that's critically important. Thank you so much. This Thanks. is Irene Conlon with my guest, Judy and Shari Zucker, excuse me, saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back again next week for the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.